This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and I am joined today on the Torch Audio Update by former IFL and UFC fighter Mike Cisnalevich. How are you doing today, Mike? Awesome. I'm doing awesome. Uh, now, Mike, you're, uh, you, you told me before we came on here that you're heading up to Canada. You're doing a little training here. Uh, uh, you haven't been, you haven't fought since uh, uh, summer of last year. So, uh, what, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, I've just kind of been training, having fun. You know, I started uh, doing stuff like training the uh, jiu-jitsu and the gi, and trying to uh, get my black belt in jiu-jitsu because it's something I always wanted to do. And I never really had the time to train gi when I'm full on MMA training. You know, do the IFL and UFC and stuff. So. Doing that, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna drive up to Canada and uh, go to the MFC fight show. One of my teammates, Dwayne Lewis uh, from MFS Canada, is fighting David Heath and going for his seventh one in a row. And I've corner in the last two or three MFCs up there, so we're gonna go check that out in Edmonton. And uh, actually, I have a Canadian girlfriend, so my girlfriend lives in Canada. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, yeah, I don't know what's I, gonna happen. I was just uh, watching a little U.S. versus Canada hockey before we got on here, so uh, a little little tension with the Olympics going on right now. Uh, you know, not really. She's a she's a big hockey fan, like uh, Calgary Flames and stuff, and I've never really been into it. So she tries to get me into it a little bit. Like I've watched a couple of hockey games with her, but it's just not my speed. You know, not my not my sport. You know, I guess it's not as popular where I where I grew up and the people I'm around. No one really talks about hockey. <laughs> Well, Mike, I know I know your your last UFC bout didn't go um, completely as planned. You took the fight on short notice. I know you had some knee problems coming into the fight, and uh, unfortunately, ended, you ended up getting cut after the fight. Uh, talk about what happened going into that one and the decision to, to take that fight, even though you knew well, you were hurt. You know, uh, I fought the Neil Grove fight, and uh, I popped my knee that week, you know, training, and the fight it was only a minute, but I still my knee was twisted a little bit, and... I didn't really think anything of it, and it ended up being like a just like a one-third tear of my ACL, which I guess isn't that big of a deal if you rehab it and take the time and, and do stuff. You know, I talked to a lot of orthopedics, and they said a lot of guys uh, play professional football and NFL and different stuff with no ACL, so me having 70-some percent left was not a big issue. But uh, I um, UFC kind of called right away for me to fight Elliott Marshall, and at the time I still, my knee was kind of, Unstable, so I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to take this fight because I started running and my knee kept swelling up because I didn't give enough time to rest. And then uh, maybe like a month later, when I was just going through rehab, just strengthened my knee, I was taking some time off, and then I called and said, "Hey, you want to fight um, Thomas Thomas Traval?" And I was like, at first I told my answer, I don't think I can do it because of my weight. I go, I've just been rehabbing my knee, I haven't been fight training, and uh, I was up to like 247. And uh, I had to make 205, obviously. So I was like, you know, I don't think I could do it. And we kind of we talked for a while, like an hour on the phone, and he thought it was a good fight for me. And I, I still think it was a good fight for me, but uh, I think the, the fact that I didn't have enough time to really get my weight where I needed to be, and I tried to crash crash diet to make the weight and stuff, it ended up being a, a nightmare for me. The fight ended up being a nightmare because I couldn't perform at all out there. I had no stand-up, no grappling, you know, um, I don't know, I was kind of hoping in the fight he would try to take me down, and that's exactly what he did, but I had no steam or no energy to try to to really fight. I just kind of tried to survive, you know. And uh, I, I ended up showing up the week of the fight at the UFC at like 2.31 and had to make 2.05, so it was it was a bad experience. I, I lost 23 pounds in 24 hours the last day, all, all uh, fluids and stuff, and I actually still missed weight by two pounds. And 
how to get IVs and that kind of the whole the whole deal, you know. Yeah, that doesn't sound conducive to performing at your best. No, but you know, I thought I could do it because I've always made weight in the IFL and every other time, but I've never been. I've never. I've always cut from like two thirty-five, not two forty-seven. So that extra twelve pounds was like, well, can I do this or can I not? And my manager's like, well, I think you can. And I was like, well, I've wrestled before in box and I've had to cut a lot of weight before. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I was excited because it was the UFC, and you know, I felt like. I felt like I could win the matchup if I could just get the weight under control and stuff, and it just didn't come off like I thought it was going to that last week out there in uh, Vegas. I just was mentally already beaten because I kept saying to myself, like, how am I going to make weight, you know? I didn't even know if I was going to make weight. It was like the bigger issue was making weight than the actual fight. Now, after so. taking two fights on short notice for the UFC, why do you think they, they didn't give you a third uh, third chance after that second one? You know, if I, to be honest, I think it's because... Um, I look at it like, well, I'm not really, I wasn't on the reality show, I'm not like a name guy, so they just kind of looked at me like, well, this guy, he came in, he took a fight or two, and we were really because we have so many guys from reality shows and stuff, and the fact that I did have a bad performance was uh, was probably one of the reasons, but I feel I still feel like there's been a lot of guys in there worse than me, or a lot of guys that had worse showings than me, and he got a third fight or a fourth fight and stuff like that, so I don't know, it's just... I think the roster was stacked, is what Joe Silva told me, and they need to make cuts every show, and and he, he didn't want to cut me, because I talk, actually talked to him on the phone, and he's like, I like you, you're a good guy, and I want to bring you back, just get a couple wins, but he just had a bad showing, and every show we have to cut people now, and which is true, because if you see all the UFCs now, there's a lot of guys getting cut that you didn't think were going to get cut, and after every show, they come off like a, a little list of guys that got cut, so I don't know, I think yeah, you should have got a third fight, and it's kind of I kind of get depressed a little bit after that. I was like, Jesus, man! I'm here in the UFC, fought this giant guy and won in a minute. Arguably, should have had submission tonight if it wasn't for Damian Maya. You know, uh, his his rolling triangle. But um, him and I were the only submission, so I almost actually had the bonus on, uh, on the UFC 95. And then I came back and filled in again on short notice, and I thought, you know, the UFC is going to appreciate the fact that I'm doing this. You know, two fights on short notice. Uh, I'm the filling guy, kind of saving that fight and. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, they did. They did. <laughs> well, they did. You're, you're right. A lot of fighters keep getting cut on after all these events. I mean, you just have to look earlier this month, and uh, six of the fighters on UFC 110 are no longer with the organization. Yeah, let's look at the fights of last night. I mean, who knows? I mean, people are saying, well, maybe Keith Jardine's going to get cut. Maybe Joe Stevenson. Maybe this guy. There's they've been on losing streaks, even though they were on the reality shows. If you're on the reality show and you already have a little bit of fan base and the public knows you, I think there's a better chance of staying in the UFC. Whereas I was an IFL guy, never on the reality shows, so a lot of people outside of the hardcore fans didn't really know who I was, you know, in the UFC. Like, even now, it's like uh, when I go places, like sometimes I go to fight shows or grocery store, people recognize me, but they, they recognize me for my one UFC fight that was on Spike TV. They don't know anything about the IFL. So, so, so what's going on in your fight career now here, Mike? Uh, I know you haven't fought since uh, since that June event. Uh, any local uh, local things going on, and, and what are you looking to do for uh, trying to get back to a major promotion? Well, you know, right now I don't even know. I'm honestly like I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to keep fighting if I if I have to take all these small fights again. I kind of want a bigger fight because I had two fights because I, I like the sport and. You know, I like to compete, so right away I got two fights booked. I had a fight in February and a fight in March, and both of them fell through for different reasons. And they were small shows, small paydays. 
you know, nothing really to get too excited about anyway. But uh, one fight fell through because of uh, weight issues, like of the weight class, and it was going to be same-day weigh-ins. And they wanted me to make a different weight class. I thought I was fighting heavyweight, and they wanted me to make a different weight class for a same-day weigh-ins. And I was like, well, there's no way I can do that, you know. And um, the second fight, I'm going to be actually in Canada. And uh, the promoter of that show was like, well, we don't really want to pay for your travel to come down from up there. So I can't, I'm not going to pay $1,000 out of my own pocket to travel to a show to, to only make two or $3,000. So they both fell through. And uh, I don't know. I was just, I'm just kind of like waiting for something worthwhile and something to get excited about, you know. And I'm trying to stay in the gym and stay in somewhat shape and make it fun again because, you know, I'm sure you heard all the stories of how we train in Iowa. And I'm trying to train a little smarter now than harder because I, I don't want I just turned 30 and I don't want to have a, a 45-year-old body already, you know. <laughs> so oh, well, I mean, all the stories are true about all the, the Wednesday night sparrings and the knockouts and the blood and cuts and all that and, and the MFS gym, all that stuff's true, man. <laughs> I've been well, here six I, years now. Your, your cornering guys and stuff now, is, is is training something that you're looking to get into when you finally do decide to uh, to end the fighting career? Yeah, definitely, because, um, you know, I, I just got my... Um, Pat Miller's just a belt system, and he's only given out, like, 10 black belts, and I just got my MFS black belt as far as one of his certified instructors, and uh, he's only given out 10, maybe 12 so far in the 15 years that he's been coaching, so I'm going to put a lot of time into, you know, studying under Pat, like, the the teaching aspect, I teach jiu-jitsu at our gym, sometimes I teach kickboxing, I run the pro MMA classes, I do a little bit of all that, and uh, really, really student of the game, you know, and... Uh, I'm not the best wrestler in the world, the best stand-up guy, the best jiu-jitsu guy, but I know Pat's system, and I can teach the same stuff he teaches and get it out. You know, I've done seminars in Canada and other places, and uh, I might be doing one in Greece, actually. So I have the, I have the teaching background. That's something that I want to do. And, um, you know, I have I've, uh, definitely have a corner experience. I mean, you name it, I probably corner him, you know, from the MFS gym. You know, uh, five times I corner Tim Sylvia, I corner Tim Bosch in the UFC, Drew McFedries. Uh, Roy Markham, Ben Rothwell, you know, all these guys, um, Brad Iams, cornered all these guys. So I have a lot of, David Heath, you know, I have a lot of experience as a corner man. So I really I enjoy that part of it, you know, and it's a lot more fun than, than uh, getting hit all the time and having to cut 30 pounds and eating broccoli and being on the treadmill all day. So, yeah, I don't want to fight, but it has to be worth my while, you know. I can't be, I can't just risk getting get blown on my knee or, you know, break my hand and stuff for a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks in a local show. Well, Mike, we hope you can find uh, an, another fight worth your while because, uh, I mean, you've got such a great record. You've been in, in the sport for a long time. It, it'd be a shame to just have it come to an end uh, uh, the way it did with the UFC there. So, uh, you know, we're, we're pulling for you here and, and hope that you can find another major fight uh, and, and definitely let us know if, uh, if something comes around. Yeah, that's, a, that's the point I'm at right now. You know, I don't want to think I'm too good for the small shows because I know I'm not, and, you know, I'm not, I don't think, like, I'm above those guys or those shows, but I just, it's almost like rewinding the clock and starting all over so I can get back into the IFR UFC where, I, where I'd like to have a fight in Japan or Strike Force or one of these organizations and give me something to be excited about, you know. So, in the meantime, I'll, I'll be cornering uh, Roy Mark on March 27th and uh, UFC 111 against uh, Nate Diaz. And uh, I'll be cornered Dwayne Lewis next week, February 26th, against David Heath and uh, MFC, Maximum Friendship Championships. So keep him busy. 
Well, Mike, uh, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to, to chat with us here today, and uh, um, good luck on the drive up to Canada through the uh, the weather here in the Midwest. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It was a great being on the show. All right. You have a good night. Okay, you too. Thanks.